Hey, everybody. No cold open this time. You don't get this treat. If you're a listener and you live in the Los Angeles metropolitan area, we want to inform you that we're going to be doing a live version of this podcast at another show called the Podcast Party Podcast, which is they take three podcasts and everyone does a 15-minute version of their show live in front of a probably disinterested audience. And uh, we'll be doing it on June 21st, which is a Friday at 9 p.m. at the Pack Theater in Hollywood. Um, it's on Santa Monica Boulevard. You can Google it, but the address is 6470 Santa Monica Boulevard. Come on out. The Pack Theater? The Pack Theater. Where is that? On, it's in Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. Hmm. No, it's like a little black box. It's You know where they have the Fringe Festival? No. The Hollywood fringe no it's no. there it's all it's a bunch of theaters all in a row and the pack is one of them they have a lot yeah, of yeah i think i know improv stuff and stand by that the adult theater that's the last adult theater in, studs? in the world studs theater isn't there that adult theater there on santa monica there is one that's not that close to these oh, okay. so anyway come to the pack theater see me see isaac see special guests maybe and uh, see us maybe get in trouble with the audience. Who knows what will happen? Or it'll be a dud. Who gives a shit? And if you don't live in the LA metropolitan area, you can download their episode off of their feed when they post it. Nice. See you there. <laughs> <laughs>your fasting how do you like it i I actually really love it it's day four i've done it four days what has made you decide to do this well being fat eh? and take your shirt off and see something you didn't like yeah many times and yeah it just uh wanting to find more discipline in my life right i need more discipline and this was i think a good starting place and i already actually i feel so good We'll see how long that lasts because there's always a nice like up period where you feel great and then it's a, a crash. I did that when I did that whole 30 diet. Like the first few days, I was like, this is amazing. I feel terrific. And then I felt nauseous. Well, I definitely feel nauseous right now because I'm, I'm at the tail end and yeah. towards the end, I start to feel really weird. Start getting I, crazy. But I kind of like it. I feel high. Like I feel super high. That's good. Like, yeah. Anyway, um, yesterday I did 21 hours, and by the end of it, I was so really crazy. What do you have? What is the amount of time you have to fast? So the starter intermittent fasting is 16:8. That's how people get into it, and okay. so it's 16 hours off, eight hours on. So you eat within the eight-hour period anytime yes. you want. So what I've been doing is going from roughly 10 or nine to like one or two the next day. Okay. And that's not really that hard. If you eat a meal, if your last meal is at nine and you go to one the next day, it's really not that difficult. Um, But towards the tail end, you definitely start to feel really weird. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I like snacking too much. I don't. And... I only started eating breakfast because Gracie started being like, you need to eat breakfast. 
So that's, <laughs> that's why how she I said it. Eating, yeah. You need to eat breakfast. She woke you up in the morning. Yeah. We need to eat breakfast. Okay, we always ignore our guests. That's fine. It's our show. <laughs> Fuck. It's not. It's not a. It's not a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Peter Megler. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. A very fascinating man, formerly <laughs> of Miami, currently of Los Angeles. And New York and San Francisco. And New York and San and Francisco. Detroit. A man about town, an epicure. An epicure I am. An amazing epicure, an amazing liver of life is what I would call you. <laughs> and a very, very talented and amazing copywriter who has had jobs at 72 and Sunny where we met, as well as many other very top advertising agencies throughout the world. Full disclosure, that was a very long freelance gig where we met. But, True, but, but I mean, you but were still many working, other many right? other agencies in different cities. Sure, but I mean, you were still yeah. work freelancing for seventy two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We you're, you're top we of the tops, top <laughs> top premier tier one copywriter. Did I'm, you get to see Office Isaac? We like to call it creative copywriters. Yeah, sorry, creative, right? Creative. Excuse <laughs> me. Did you get to see Office Isaac? Is there a difference between I job did, Isaac? But I, I saw it. I saw it. I, I, Office Isaac, but he was like a more of a business affairs guy then. Oh, okay, he's like a lawyer guy. Oh. But we yeah. had a good time. Lawyer in, in big quotes. Business affairs in the advertising world is like the shitty paper filler outers of advertising. It's like they don't do anything cool. It's awful. Mm. You, you get rights for the cool songs you want to use. In right. Yeah. yeah. You are the total bottom of feeding part of the organization, which I hated. But I loved advertising. And I'm I'm still friends, really close friends with like four people from that period. Right. Um, and he's actually the second guy from the period that's been on to talk about woke advertising. The first one was Chris Callahan. Yes. Great episode. And today we're here with an advertising expert, Pete, to talk about the 10 worst examples of woke advertising in the world. Are we coming up with 10 total between the three of us? Well, I have a list of 10. Okay. How I have many a list of have? nine. You have a list of nine? No. Oh, rebel. Well, I couldn't I, get to it. No, I to fell 10. asleep. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was only fair to actually bring a few to the list that were actually okay, good examples of woke advertising. You mean that were not bad? Nice. That were not bad. So yeah. not bad. Ones. I mean, they're mostly bad, but I mean, when they're done right, I think that like we should acknowledge them. We, could, we should have yeah, a list of good ones. Them. I mean, a bunch of mine are goofy shit that yeah. aren't really like super woke. And one of them is a, a woke from a different era. If you will, okay, no, cool. Well, I have one of those too. I wonder which one you have. No, well, we'll, Maybe the we'll same. find it out. Probably the same. Um, is there anything else you want to say by way of introducing yourself? No, just uh, you know, uh, happy to be here with you guys talking talking shit on woke advertising, <laughs> which I think is just it's a funny thing. It's 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 been around, but um, okay, let's define it. Right, like what is what is what are we considering to be woke advertising? What does good it question. do? Yeah. Very good question. I think actually one of the first examples I have is a great example of something that people think is woke advertising that actually isn't. Okay. Um, so I would define woke advertising. It is actually quite hard to define, but I would say that it is cloaked in intersectionality. Intersectionality being the notion of identitarianism and that your race, gender, sexual identity is existing in this sort of spectrum of oppression. And that our mission, as people being alive in 2019, is to correct that spectrum of oppression. So it's a very left-wing idea. It's referred to as um, cultural Marxism also. 
It's the notion that black, brown, gay, uh, trans, female, anything besides a straight white male is being actively oppressed and that it's our job to correct that oppression. Mm-hmm. And that these ads are couched in uh, fighting against that notion of oppression. Um, I think also it can be defined as maybe just politically left-wing at times. It's a very Globalist. concise definition that you've given here. I, I, actually, I was listening to I, Sam Harris on the way here. <laughs> that was multiple paragraphs. Yes. I, I actually have a, a more concise definition that I looked up before. Oh, please. oh great. Yeah, I actually did research for this because no, it's my first time with you guys. And I wanted to... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, you've already done too much work. <laughs> I know, I know, but Neither you're calling works. me a so-called expert, and I stopped reading the trades a while ago, so I had to dig deep back again. Uh, but anyway, uh, so according to this is from IBM uh, Consulting now. So they they had a whole thing on woke, interesting article that I might refer back to. But they said woke. It's often simply used to describe people or groups that display vaguely progressive ideals like inclusion, tolerance, social justice, and equality. To be woke is to be the in crowd, to be on the right side of history. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, And then so what's happening is everything in advertising these days is completely research and analytical. So basically Google and YouTube and focus groups are telling everyone what they should be doing. Um, And like research has, has been telling people that millennials care about like all these progressive causes, whatever, you know, people are conflating everything into one thing now. Like my brand uh, that I liked for this reason now has to have a political affiliation. Um, so they want what's what's so-called purpose-driven. They want to vote with their dollars. They want to buy things that has like a purpose and a reason that they can identify with, um, a social responsibility. And all this research is telling all these brands that millennials want to identify, identify with those things. So now they're just putting these things out willy-nilly without kind of thinking about it. And some of it is really fucking bad. So yeah. that's one explanation, right? Yeah, one yeah. explanation. The episode that we had, I can't remember the name of it. I can look it I up. I think it was called Libtard Advertising. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the Libtard <laughs> Advertising episode with Chris Callahan. We were, it was after the Super Bowl in 2017 where there was like every ad was politically progressive. And we were like, why? Right? Because it used to be advertisers would ask, what does Jim in Indiana think of this ad? Right? What is like the blue collar guy in Indiana thinking of my ad? Now they're not asking that. And they're asking, what is, you know, the guy in Brooklyn think about our ad now? Which was in, in one of those articles. In, in New said. York, what is, where do the people with the money in New York and LA exactly. and Chicago right. think about the ad? So we were trying to figure out why did they stop caring about the guy in Indiana and just basically be like, we don't care what the half of the country that is Republican or conservative thinks because we're just hijacking one of these progressive causes to sell our shit, right? So we, I, I was just so profoundly shocked after that because I was like, your job is to sell something. Why are you actively alienating half of the people that don't politically agree with you? So what you're saying is that a big part of that reason is because people are being told that consumers want a cause and that these causes are popular enough to basically hitch your wagon to. Is that what you're saying? I mean, that's one part of it. I mean, like, if, if you want to get into one, like, just right off the bat. Um, Don't forget to stay on that. Sorry. I've got to stay close to the mic. Um, 
Well, there's a couple of re- there's a lot of issues going on right now. Like one is like all of these legacy brands, like people are forgetting about them. Nobody gives a shit. There's like go to Whole Foods, go to the grocery store. There's like eight million kinds of razors and milks and whatever you want to get. So then like all these old brands, like let's say like Gillette, they were they're like they're big in the news with the like that that ad that we'll, toxic masculinity, the toxic which is ad. on my list. Yeah, we'll get there. I, I mean, there's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> but I mean, one of the reasons that pushed them into that sort of like this social woke advertising is because you have new brands coming along that are hot at the heels of these guys, like Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club comes along, offers the same fucking thing, but uh, they put you in a subscription service right. and it's like half the price. Yep. So then all of a sudden you have Gillette's like, well, we're losing market share. We can't compete with half the price. What do we have to go for now? So they they decided to like make this big bet into jumping in and making waves and like giving like we stand for X, right? X or it's, Y, or and Z. that's that goes to another reason why this is happening, which is earned media. When you go and make some big political statement as a brand, it's so weird and shocking because it's like, why is this capitalist thing selling razors? suddenly concerned about the progressive agenda yeah. you get some think pieces out of it right yeah so then oh the days of think right. pieces and uh, tweets yeah. and exactly. people yeah. with heart emojis saying yeah. so beautiful yeah right it's like even the fucking pepsi ad which is also on my list oh, yeah, which is terrible ultimately <laughs> i bet they were happy about it honestly yeah, it's because it's like they got written about for six months for yeah. free you know they have yeah. pulled like it was hard to find that ad in its original form, which I couldn't, because the audio track has been flagged by Pepsi on YouTube and other uh, sites so that you can't upload it. So most of the Pepsi ads online have a new music track underneath them oh. because Pepsi's like, get that shit off of YouTube. Because they, you know, I noticed that actually about a lot of these ads is that it's hard to find the original video. And I think it's, this is probably strategic. They're like, well, we made the splash. Yeah. Uh, let's retract now because we don't want anybody actually watching this yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Charles, how do you, there's actually a third reason that I want to talk about that this is happening. Actually, I think there's like even more deeper, more sinister reasons it's happening. But superficially speaking, there's another like acknowledged one. But why, what do you, how do you define before we move on? What? I mean, I, I think it's pretty... In my case, I just looked for times when brands were using something else that doesn't have anything to do with their core business, really, to uh, market themselves, which is classic uh, advertising throughout time. In this case, it just happens to be woke, quote-unquote, topics, which are feminism or uh, gay rights or r- racial issues and so forth. So to, to sort of hijacking progressive causes to s- distract from <laughs> that you're selling no, deodorant. It, it, it's it's jumping it's jumping on the bandwagon. Yes. So like but the thing that's funny about these ones and it's so clear where the ones that we're going to go through the dumbest ones ever are the ones that are hijacking this conversation. Yeah. The ones who where it's like actually in their DNA, this wokeness yes. or like what they're like all about, they do good stuff because it's you you can't call bullshit on them. All this other stuff is such fucking bullshit and yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, if your brand is actually doing the thing that you're kind of being woke about, then this, the insincerity isn't really there. But there's there's like two on my list where it's like, why are you talking about this? <laughs> this has nothing to do with what you do at all. It's irrelevant. And that's when it gets to be annoying. We can't wait for pride. By the way, buy our lumber down yeah. at... <laughs> you like wood, don't you? Uh, yeah. I want my toilet paper to be pro-choice. Yeah. Like I that's right. Right. All right. So what are examples of it doing it well? Maybe we start with those. 
okay, sure. Um, I mean, I think the two that seem to be doing a good job right now are like, as far as I can tell, are like the environmental causes and like kind of like beauty type stuff. Like there's two great examples of like, like REI and Patagonia. And, and north north the wrong water bottle what are you doing did you <laughs> spill no, you spilly? no it's just like it, it makes a noise oh yeah, yeah. anyway sorry keep going. Your, your drinking and eating sounds are, are always very obvious i you know but like on rogan i love when i hear like the clinking of the whiskey glass i'm always like oh that's cool i guess M- maybe you, know? you should do an asmr side yes. yeah. side project uh that's probably the easiest way for us to make any money. If we switch this to an ASMR podcast. <laughs> the sounds of Isaac. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta, clink, clink. You gotta do the whisper. <laughs> Soft beer sipping noise. Anyway, okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. Remind me. I have to make this note, otherwise I'll forget to say it. There is a whole cottage industry of these ASMR YouTube people who go to barber shops and they make like ASMR barbershop videos. And I'm sure they're not sharing any of their profits with those barbers. They just go in there like, hey, can I get a haircut? Do you mind if we record it? And the, just don't don't make any sound and just do the thing. Huh. And they get like th- hundreds of thousands of views. And I'm sure the barbers have no idea. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to be on YouTube. Yeah. So barbers, look out for these scammers. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been piece. falling asleep to uh, washing machine ASMR lately. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on Spotify. It's super soothing. Check That's it out. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, that was a total tangent, not even a tangent. No, but I think that we're helping people understand more about ASMR. Anyway, um, <laughs> so ASMR the ones that are doing <laughs> okay. the ones that are doing it well. Okay, so like REI and Patagonia, like these types of North Face to a certain extent, they just seem to be like we are about the environment, we are about the outdoors, and um, everything we do is about that. And one of the coolest things that I think in recent years is what. And and it was super subversive. It, they totally took this stupid phenomenon called Black Friday that everyone is all crazy about over here. Yeah. What REI did was for Black Friday, they they actually closed REI. This is part of their opt outside campaign. So they they're basically walking the talk. They're like, we don't want you to spend time inside our store. We want we're going to pay all of our employees. We want them to all like go outside and like enjoy the outdoors, and you should too. And it was like all part of it was called opt outside. And they had like funny headlines, like, you know, and social media and stuff like take a hike. We're closed today. Go enjoy the outside, opt outside sort of thing. That's a good one. That's so, not really woke, though, because it's uh, not identitarian. It's more like well, anti-capitalism, well, which is like well, not totally woke. Is, the environment, kind of, I think, is I th- the environment part of that, though? Yeah, I think that you've got to expand your definition a little bit because there's woke concerns that are not strictly identity. So I've, environment is a woke concern? I'd say that especially if used in a fraudulent way by an advertiser, yes. Um, I think that woke to me sort of stops at the end of intersectionality. Well, I just don't agree with that. All right, whatever. I mean, it's there's obviously no actual definition. We no. can define it however we want. So fine. Okay, I agree that that's a really good one. Okay. So well, and relevant to the company's core mission, yeah, which is stay right. outside, don't be yeah. inside. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, like Patagonia did the same thing. They took their profits and they uh, from Black Friday, and then they they gave them away to these different causes. And the thing, the thing, the cool thing to t- remember about these things is that it brought like it got so much attention that it actually brought on new customers. It wasn't just their core customers that it was selling to. But like, if you go to the beauty industry, one of the cool ones that was done re- lately 
uh, well, no, it's actually gone back like quite a few years, but Dove, like in the beauty industry, real beauty. Yeah. So, so they kind of flipped this, the whole notion of the beauty industry forever, which was like, you know, being sexy and cool and good skin and great bodies and, you know, fitness and all that stuff. And, um, they just, they turned it on its head with this campaign. They started in 2004, but th- they really got into like, uh, you know, notice in 2013 with their sketches, sketches campaign. I don't know if you saw this. But it was. I saw that one. I know the one you're talking about. The guy, the forensic artist, is in the room, and yeah. people. Oh yeah, that w- that was cool. I we will see actually what number one is on my list is related to this. Right? Oh, but okay. Was, uh, so so that took that took like this conversation that was on the undercurrent of like you know body image and this sort of thing, but just like humanize it in like a real way. Most people have like a shitty like you know perception of themselves, and like they really illustrate that in a cool way. And if, if people aren't familiar with it, it's, yeah, they had the forensic artist come in and, you know, women would describe the way they thought that they looked and the guy would draw it and they yeah. didn't see each other. And then she would leave the room and then somebody that was sitting in like the waiting room with, with this person would come and describe what that person looked like to the forensic artist. And then he would draw that as well. And then you show it side by side and like the, the way other people perceive you is so much more beautiful than you perceive yourself. So that was like really a powerful, impactful statement. Well, and it's just really well done. And it's I mean, really well done. it's just really good. Yeah. A, yeah. I mean, that's undeniably awesome. It's just a really good concept. If you watch that ad, though, the forensic artist has a very creepy voice, and it's the only part <laughs> he does. that's upsetting. Because they're like sitting with this curtain between them, and he's like, can you just describe your chin for me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very serial killer. Well, it's also like, how many of those did they have to do? It's probably like, half the time, it probably went the other way. Oh, you know, yeah. Somebody was like, I'm beautiful. Yeah. And it was like, actually, uh, I've sorry. got amazing eyes. Yeah, right, right. Um, um, yeah, he's like fucking do you like know drawing that big I, titties Do you want to hear actually something really funny? I, I, uh, for, I just wrote a piece about the beauty industry because for this new job I have. But... Uh, do you know that African American people are thirty percent more likely than white people to view themselves as beautiful? Like, it, like if you ask uh, African American women, like eighty percent say I'm beautiful, whereas if you ask white women, it's forty nine percent say. Is that a cultural thing? Because like, isn't it like, oh, you know, like just, just like, interesting. I'm I don't a strong know black why. woman. I'm just, beautiful. Right. Like, it's just funny. It's like I don't know why it is. I don't. I don't like have any judgments about it. it's just fat i was just fascinated by that fact big booties are beautiful i mean like white people have big booties and they they hate it but i mean if you like right if i think you, white people in general are just like very self-critical people like we're just very self-critical we do collapse humans. very quickly yeah too. It was, just, yeah just really rotting away <laughs> it, no it's true we also have shittier aging genes yeah. than any other race yeah. i would say every day i look it does suck like, what is god why people do we have the worst aging genes everyone is, else ages it's like better. what is going on yeah like why i haven't done anything wrong I know, and it's and like a year later i look like especially trash. the fucking english yeah it's bo- that english side it's just yeah it's total bad. destruction we yeah. just get it's skin it just gets translucent and like droopy especially the ginger Poor gingers. And oh they, yeah, they're yeah. the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Anyway, okay, I agree that. Where's both your of those... white privilege now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a hot seventy year old. Uh, yeah. Um. Both of those examples are great examples. I would argue that they're right on the border of woke, though, because the beauty thing is not really. That's more about your relationship with your own beauty than like. 
it being about being woke, right? I mean, I think woke is more about the political progressive agenda. And I don't think... But there's no feminism involved there? Like that looks... Not like really. people are judged too much on looks and that because sort of thing? Because it really has nothing to do with women or men. It's just that generally people don't view themselves as... They're a lot more critical of themselves than they could be. I, I, think, th- I think that's an explicitly feminist... Really? Um, advertising campaign not in the way that it's conducted because it feels like something but all the people in that commercial were women it's not there wasn't any men that's true yes so it's kind of it's doing feminist signaling in a very subtle and effective way so i i I might agree with you that it's not like like woke woke but it is in that same mindset but it's doing it the the brand doing is doing it effectively because it's something to do with their business cuz the the feminist undertones are saying that the patriarchy makes you feel bad about yourself maybe, maybe. maybe. But, it makes you care but not, more about it's not an explicit message about that it's more just kind of a presentation of some themes right. on which you might or might not build these ideas but the themes are effective because it's all it does, you don't watch that ad and be like what the fuck is dove talking about like this is exactly dove's area of expertise so to well speak. it's also based on a truth and again like the the shit that we're going to make fun of is not based on any truth whatever it's bandwagoning this is people have bad body images yeah and they they latched onto that society and the beauty industry forever has been just showing beautiful women looking perfect all the time so it just took those two things and this undercurrent of conversation of feminism talking about like we're judged too much in looks and they were just smart about it it was it was a good it was good so then what is the difference between that ad and the super woke ad trend of brands like Venus or Calvin Klein putting a morbidly obese person in their ad, which is, I would say, a very classic example of woke advertising. That stuff, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? Oh, okay, okay, what's the difference? Can we back up one second? I think that there is like... To, one way to look at this, because we're trying to define what, bef- like what woke is. I think that you have to look at it like before and after Black Lives Matter. I feel like there is like pre-Black Lives Matter woke, and there's post-Black Lives Lives Matter woke, and I think people started jumping more in this bandwagon like during that time and after the election of like Donald Trump. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's the obvious difference is pre and post Trump. This is like very woke advertising exploded. But still, the question remains, what is the difference between the having the obese person in your Razor commercial or the Dove doing that or Calvin Klein doing that and then the beauty? Well, you're talking, beauty you're you're talking very generally, so it's hard to talk about a real difference. Well, like, okay. Do you have a specific thing that we can look at? Yeah, or, okay. Or so the, the, actually, and we'll get to why this is, but number one on my list is the Venus tweet ad with the really obese woman like celebrating in the ocean Gillette look at images look at images oh it's again it's Gillette right there it is the first one okay so this is shock this is just to shock this is not healthy fat this is glorifying you see this a lot now you see very obese uh, women being portrayed in fashion ads or um Venus, this is a razor. Uh, there was this Calvin Klein one that did this recently. What is the difference between the feminist signaling of the Dove ad where they're sort of saying you're more beautiful than you think versus this, which is kind of glorifying an obese woman to maybe say 
your fuck your definition of beauty. Fuck the patriarchal's definition of beauty. Beauty can be whatever it wants. This obese woman is just as beautiful as a traditionally beautiful woman. First of all, she's not. She's she's <laughs> look. She's morbidly obese. There's a difference, man. the The Dove stuff is just talking about women as they are. Like, not all women are going to look like cover models. They're just talking about like general run of the mill women and and how they they look at themselves. Now, this sort of thing, <laughs> they take fat, like morbidly obese women who are obviously unhealthy, and just subjectify or objectifying them in in, the, in a weird way. So I just want to read the copy that's along here. The first tweet is the picture. Go to just Google like Gillette Venus and then uh, obese woman, I guess. And it says, go out there and slay the day. And then the arm emoji and the picture emoji and then glitter plus lasers. I don't know what that means. And the second tweet, the tweet replied to it also by Gillette says, Venus is committed to representing beautiful women of all shapes, sizes, and skin types because all types of beautiful skin deserve to be shown. We love Anna because she lives out loud and loves her skin, no matter how the rules say she should display it. And then a blue heart emoji. That's that's her heart emo- emoji going into cardiac arrest because she's <laughs> so fucking fat. No, I'm serious. Like, So some really supportive tweets underneath, though. Lots of... But but positive but she responses. really needs to see a doctor. I mean, you know, it's not a healthy overweight. It's it's a morbid overweight. Well, it's also uh, what is Venus exactly? Is it a razor? It's a razor. It's a woman's razor. Okay, Gillette. So I mean, there therein is also the issue because there's nothing in here about like the product so much. I mean, the product isn't really on display here, other than to imply that she used a Gillette razor to shave. Right a lot of hair off of her body. <laughs> so, um, which I have no idea how she reaches. Oh, <laughs> going to get us in trouble. Um, okay. so yeah. the, uh, I mean, so to some extent that's also annoying for the, the consumer. Cause it's like, you're kind of doing this body positivity thing when it's not, a hundred percent related to what your product that you're selling is. Whereas, whereas the Dove ad I think is more in line. You do see though that they're trying to tie it to their product because they're talking about how it's about skin. And I think that what they're saying is this right. woman still has beautiful skin. Like it's not covered in bumps or hair or shit. Right. I mean, right. we're not seeing her skin looks clear and like nicely complexioned. Uh huh. They're saying even if you aren't traditionally beautiful, your skin still maybe is beautiful. Right. So it's fucking, there's so many fucked up weird dissonance going on here. Because on the one hand, they're saying anything can be beautiful as long as your skin is perfect. Right. Right? So if she was like, she had bumps on her, then, oh, is that beautiful (laughs) according to Gillette? No. Like, oh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Would Gillette put... Somebody with like uneven skin, or yeah, uh, somebody with eczema. Ra- razor, would they would be down burn. to like you know draw the connection Psoriasis. between? Yeah, this is what your razor burn skin looks like after using our product. No, so this is why I put this as number one, and it's I'm skipping to number one. That's fine. It doesn't. Matter. I actually in the, this doesn't infuriate me like the other ones do, and I actually do think that people who are obese are treated very unfairly by society. I think a lot of them got their 
really not by the fault of themselves. A lot yeah. of it was childhood. A lot of it is, you know, again, I, I don't, uh, I do think we treat fat people badly and it's not fair. And I don't think these people are evil or anything or should be ostracized or put in a hole somewhere. Right. So I don't necessarily so might do them some good. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind that Venus has decided to make the straight striking ad here uh, because it is very striking, right? We're also talking about it. It's very, it's like, whoa, you know, like it really catches your eye. Yeah. The terrifying part of it is that it goes back to this intersectionality, identitarianism, where n- nothing is beautiful and nothing is not beautiful, right? Except it is, right? But it's not. And it, it, it's so destructive it's such a destructive ideology because you start playing this game of anything can be beautiful but no it can't it's like like we just said what is acceptable versus what is not acceptable it's it's a toxic ideology because it is ultimately self-destructive it will destroy anything that is beautiful because anything that is beautiful is a threat and then if beauty is a threat the opposite of beauty has to be right, but then you become the opposite of beauty and it starts just undermining notions of beauty to their very core. And that's horrifying. Brain twister there. I'm I'm just saying like, I don't actually hate these ads. I get them and it's like, whatever. They're just terrifying because they're literally undermining. It's chaos. (laughs) It's chaos. Uh, Okay. It's literally like the force of chaos born flesh like we're seeing the destruction of, of order like we're, it's the destruction of society i think i know <laughs> you know i mean like at its core like that's what it is <laughs> okay i think the show's done <laughs> okay. i did a very 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 bad job of describing that but i'm just uh, i, I, I think i know I'm where you're going yeah. with that isaac's painting war paint on his right face. yeah dressed, time to fuck dressed it. up like a morton joe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one short shorter way of describing all that, which is sorry, Isaac has bad. a drinking problem. Yeah, I'm not literally actually, I'm drinking water. He's so drunk right I, now. I'm not. I have been fasting for a little too long. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. This is a little bit exploitive. I mean, it's there's one thing uh, celebrating like you know the natural like body shape, and there's one taking somebody who's morbidly obese and just plastering on thing. You know, it, it gets attention. But I think what you're talking about is like when we celebrate beauty in like every single form, yes. no matter what it is, without any parameters, then by definition, nothing becomes beautiful. Everything is the, is beautiful, and then what is beautiful? It's so, a descent into hell. You're you're literally unmooring society from the most core things that hold it together. Like the definition of beauty in a given society is so important to that society. And what you're saying is that doesn't matter. You're talking and about aspirational. You're talking about like keep like something aspirational that being, we should strive for. Being a beautiful woman is, we talked about this in the last episode, is fucking, that's, an, that's important. That's an important thing. You know, like... Because of the power you hold, you, you said. I'm just saying, a beautiful woman is beautiful. It's important. It's important that that exists. So let me, let me take devil's advocate position sure, about, about this. Because, um, I mean, this isn't like my favorite thing in the world, but I, I don't think it's as much of a problem as some of the other ads. Let's say that it's more... Somebody could put up the argument that like, listen, 
traditionally speaking, women who look like this are not represented in any kind of advertising for women's hygiene or beauty products at all. It's always slim, hot models. Yes. Now, the main consumer of women's beauty and hygiene products are women, not men. I mean, men like looking at hot chicks, but we're not buying women's razors. So isn't there an argument to be made that expanding the scope of people who are featured in this kind of advertising is doesn't necessarily have woke attachments and could instead just be like, listen, this is a product that everybody should feel free to use. Hey, it's a very good point. That's that's uh, that's under one of the uh, mantras of woke, which is inclusivity. Right. So inclusivity. we're checking the inclusivity box. Well, but but he does have a very good point. But, but, from a, at least from a capitalist perspective, it makes some sense because you're saying, hey, uh, a lot of people are really big out there. This makes them feel more comfortable buying your product because right. it's not exclusive. Right. And in that sense, you're kind of right. I mean, there was a really crazy thing in the Wall Street Journal the other day that said the average size of the American woman, I think, is like a 14. Mm. Or no, I think think it's like a 18 or 17 or something. Mm -hmm. And almost every single uh, fashion company, the biggest size they make is 12. (laughs) So like the smallest, the biggest size that most fashion things break is or make is actually smaller than the average. So... There are a lot of women out there getting cast off. And if they see a big opportunity there to sell a bunch of razors to those people, you can't really blame. Okay, but so just real quick, when you're talking about Wall Street Journal, that 14 or whatever, that is Dove. This woman is like a 27, which is like not like this is like this is like one extreme. Yeah, you're going so far in the other. This isn't a 27. This is like a... Should, should we? Should we? A hundred. To... I don't know. It's like we spent a lot of time on this one. Okay, night, so let's let's move on to some of the other ones. Some of the other bad ones. The um, list of ten. I think this w- is one on mine. I think one that's on both of ours that we can do is the uh, the the old Pepsi ad. By the way, we should just say at the top of the Gillette Venus Twitter account. Speaking of inclusivity, is a woman with vertigo. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which is, is another way of being. That's inclusive. very hot. My right skin, now. my way. Um. So this, I don't think this has the right music. So here we got the. I'm gonna turn it down. It's the but Pepsi. It's the Kendall Jenner, which, which we talked about last time. I forgot how insane this was until I watched it again. And one of my favorite. This is not the right music, but the guy's playing the cello. I guess there's a bunch of different multicultural people there. One of my favorite things from the uh, the Magatine saga was somebody photoshopped in Kendall Jenner with the Pepsi between the MAGA kid and Nathan Phillips, the Native American guy. Yeah. Those are my, my favorite memes. So we have, this is the famous Pepsi ad commercial with yes. Kendr- Kendall Jenner of, there's an Asian fan. man playing a cello. Drinking a black Pepsi. Drinking a Pepsi. The, and um, people are protesting in the streets for peace. Yes. They want peace. Yeah, we want peace. And then here's a uh, woman in a hijab. You got to have her. She's throwing out pictures. Doing a very things. bad job of acting, too, when she's looking angry, throwing yeah. the pictures. She's very beautiful, though, as long as she's very That's beautiful. True. She's got a cam. Oh, yeah. she's going to go. Oh, because oh, this is going to be her inspiration yeah. for her new photography I project. Love that. Yeah. And people are just playing drums in the street. Everyone has piercing. People are doing street dancing. Yeah. There's a guy playing an electric yeah. guitar There's with no amp. There's a lot of dancing going on. Lots of dancing. Dancing and guitar playing. Everybody's having a and really Kendall good Jenner's time. And Kendall Jenner's inside just not participating because she's in a model shoot. 
And what is happening outside? Oh, oh she smiled. The Asian guy. Come smiles. on out with the people. She takes her wig she off. She takes her wig off, and she has perfect brown hair. And she wipes her lipstick off. The trans people. Yeah, yeah. And now she has nude lipstick on instead of red lipstick. <laughs> and she has a Pepsi. And then the police are there. Oh, oh the police What do we do about the, those evil oh, police? The hijab woman is taking a photo of it. She then gives a Pepsi to the police. Why are the police out there, though? Because the protests look very peaceful. Police, all white men, by the way, the police. Well, it didn't look like they were doing anything Oh, no, bad. maybe not. The ethnically ambiguous yeah. police. And then, oh, yeah. The police seem pretty unprepared. Happy. No riot shield. Wow, yeah, this, they're just standing in a no, line. No tear uh, gas. This, that ad really is uh, really, really <laughs> awful. Yeah. It's one of the worst things I it, think you could watch. Yeah. We don't need to spend too much time on it because it's been deceptive. <laughs> yeah. But good Lord. Just, I think we talked about this last time, but just how far that got with no i mean i'm sure somebody in the advertising company that made it was like guys well, this actually, is well actually it was internal it was, was oh it internal. Was internal. But that's some, why it some, got yeah, far somebody got in so far. i know there was some little like mid-level manager who's like guys this is fucking dreadful we can't put this out there <laughs> and they're like you're not positive man yeah. we're trying to we're trying to brand ourselves as the drink of of young protesters yeah just everyone's scared to keep their job yeah. So nobody says no. Yeah. So what is so bad about that ad? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> one thing it does is it takes like uh, decades and decades of like, uh, you know, like civil rights marches and stuff <laughs> and just like kind of pisses it away and just like puts Kendall Jenner in like this like weird like uh, saccharine version of like, you know, uh, hip people playing cellos in the streets and then just marching for peace in the middle of like, with their branded uh, Pepsi-colored peace yeah. signs. <laughs> yes. And then and to say that, oh, we're going to solve this with something so simple as, like, going up to this cop and, like, let's share a Pepsi together. It's like, go fuck yourself. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. there's been a lot, and it's like, a lot of struggle here. It's just man. disgusting for every, everyone yeah. involved. It, it's embarrassing to watch. Like, yeah, you feel uncomfortable you feel watching uncomfortable it. It's cringe. It's so cringe. And it's trying to do, like, Coke kind of does this with their own advertising. They don't have any of the social political stuff attached to it but a lot of it is like people enjoying a coke together in family yeah. time and they've kind of, of their taken that idea and they're like oh but we can like transpose it into this and it just is so uh, insane because mm -hmm. people can relate to you being like oh we're out on a picnic and we're having a coke or whatever their ads are but like this is so bizarre that it's not even like a human thought it's also there's so much Signaling. There's lots of signaling in lots it. Lots of signaling. It's very so clearly saying that the people on the street, this is us, right? Yes. Kendall Jenner is not really one of us, but she wants to be one of us, yes. right? Because she's this elite. And then the other is the cops. Like the cops are not us. The right. co the cops are the other people who are weird and like we don't really get along with them. But I do like your Kendall observation of the, how the power. underprepared the cops are. They're just like in their regular uniforms. Just hanging out. Yeah, they're just standing there. Hey, what's up? Yeah, let's have fun. What's up, guys? Anyway. Yeah, really bad. Uh, Try to find the original version. It's not possible. Yeah. It's it, completely taken down. It's just so cringeworthy. Can, can we talk about one, one of my favorites? Yeah, okay. Yes, let's keep the bliss yeah. going. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, th this, is, this, is, this is just... 
So good. I mean, you know, does anyone want to talk about some race relations with their coffee? Because Starbucks does. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? Can we play? This it? one was amazing. Is uh, it an ad or what is it? It was. Uh, uh, it, it was. It was more of. Let me just pull up my. I mean, uh, basically, it's in the middle of all this Black Lives Matter stuff. Uh, this was a top-down directive, which was amazing because it came from Howard Schultz, and this is like. This this this, this, this is candidacy, candidacy by the way. This is when oh this is when people are so scared to tell you that this is a bad idea. So basically, he wanted to have this discussion over race, and uh, they took out a big New York Times ad uh, encouraging everyone to talk about race at Starbucks, and then he encouraged internally across all the Starbucks in the in the world <laughs> or, or America or whatever <laughs> to to tell the baristas to put. Um, Hashtag like let's race together on the coffee cups when everyone ordered coffee in the morning and to engage in race related conversation. <laughs> that's, that's, I remember this. Like, the, this. This was the biggest like abortion. No, this thing. is this is like, but this is like something that he wanted. So it went all the way down the chain, all the way. I don't know if it was a corporate initiative or, or executed by an agency, but people were like, "Fuck, this guy wants to do this." All the way down to the barista who was like. I have to, I have to start. <laughs> hey man, want to talk about race? What's up? Classic Howard Schultz. Oh, so uh, so crazy and evil. Yeah. P- people were so. It's hilarious. It was like okay, so he, he they went live with a full page ad in the New York Times, an internal memo, educated baristas about the campaign, encouraging them to write "race together" on cups to start building awareness and to engage customers in conversations. <laughs> And offered three bullet points for possible sentiments, including our company feels responsible to do our part of the country facing (laughs) ongoing racial tension. It's just so perfectly a horrible idea. It's just like, could you imagine walking into just, oh, you're in like a horrible mood. You walk up to the guy. Let's like, race together. Let's do you. What do you think about uh, yeah. African-American representation? And it's like, oh, my God, just it's, give me my coffee. Not that I want to defend <laughs> total shithead Howard Schultz. But wasn't didn't this happen because of those guys? That remember the the drama about those guys getting kicked out of that one. No, Starbucks? I think this this actually yeah. predates. That. Does it? Yeah. Okay. God, it's the, I, it, the the need to do advertising stunts is going to lead to so many hilarious things. I I I was working on a campaign for a not to be mentioned huge bank client, okay. and they wanted to have an idea about. Um, making sure people understood like financial advice better. Yeah. So they came up with an idea for this bank's runners to run up to people in public and yell bank advice at them. <laughs> 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 you're like, could you imagine? Yeah. Just like you're walking down the street and somebody just comes up and starts shrieking at you about like, did you know you can save 13%? It's like, literally, that's where we're headed. It's like in people yelling ads into your face. When I worked at Hustler, I was the marketing manager. So I used to have to sit in these marketing brainstorming yeah. meetings. Oh, and the guy who was my boss was like a UCLA MBA. And like one time... He wanted to buy a billboard and put a bunch of models like in cages on the billboard. Yeah, and that's I was like, classic. I was like, why do you think that would result in people <laughs> watching more porn? Like, I don't, I don't understand this idea at all. Oh, it's like, no, so it's funny. publicity. It'll get us publicity. And I was yeah. like, I don't think it's going to. It'll just get people laughing at us. Yeah, it's well. This uh, definitely got Starbucks publicity. Yeah, it certainly did. So let's 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 go back and like review some of our lessons. This is coffee. 
So like this has nothing to do again with yeah. the brand. No, no connection. No connection. Zero connection. So if if they wanted to do like, which I think they did like in the nineties, they did a pretty good job of like sustainability and fair trade and like stuff like that. Then that's something that they could have a conversation. Right. I'm sure they convinced themselves those like coffee shops have always been the place in which the right. uh, issues of society were discussed. So let's get it started. Yes. Um, <laughs> The, blow, really, uh, the blowback was pretty good, though. You want to hear some of it? Yeah, yeah. please. Okay. So the, Love Howard Schultz getting roasted. Yeah. I mean, first of all, yeah, like the Twitter lost its mind. The Starbucks vice president of public relations deleted his Twitter account. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, even even uh, even like black people hated it. Like you know, which even black even people. black people I'm hated it. Yeah, what a shot! S- <laughs> sorry, step back. But I mean, like it, it, it was so obviously pandering on this Black Lives Matter movement yeah. that they were they they smelled the bullshit and they called it out, which is fair. Um, you know, and it's like uh, even uh, Gwen Gwen Ifill, like she's like you know. If you engage me in a race conversation before I've had my morning coffee, <laughs> yeah. it will not end well. Yeah. Yeah. God Fuck bless you. her, man. And then, John, and by Sunday, John Oliver was just like all Roast over it, and yeah. just like <clears throat> so that so was a misguided. that was a that was a huge fail um, from an otherwise like really great company and brand um, that maybe has done some stuff, but that was bad. Speaking of uh, things that have nothing to do with the core business. Uh, can you guys close your eyes and I'm going to play this? Okay. okay. Just close your eyes. And uh, everyone listening is closing. Yeah, everybody's closed. Scrawny, chubby, short, queer. Getting caught up in bullying, it's so easy because you're just glad that you're not being bullied. It's been hard for me to stand up for other people because I feel like I'm already a target. It's just easier to do nothing. 30% of students worldwide are bullied each year. Now, let's keep your eyes closed and don't guess <laughs> unless you've seen. What What do you think that this is an ad for? <coughs> Isaac, uh, what would you guess? Paper towels. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, we bullied a high school junior and a Whopper junior. Oh. <laughs> You can open your eyes. Stop. Fine. Dude. So Stop. They're, they're doing these like what would you do style What are you even doing here? video things inside of a Burger King. And they have these actors bullying this teenage kid. People looking on. And they're like pouring drinks on his shit. And then this guy smashes a whopper. One whopper junior meal. To see if people complain about that versus them stopping the bullying. Dude, stop! I just opened it up and it's all smashed. With Did you order bullied or unbullied? Bullied or unbullied? Yeah. Do you have a manager that I can speak to? Because that doesn't even make yeah. any sense. Yeah. I- now. There's a bunch of things that are annoying here, including the terrible acting being done by these allegedly like real hidden. people, the, the hidden camera, which yeah. is clearly not. Because who's going to agree unless they pay you a shit ton of money? This is so false. Who's going to agree? There's like yeah. they're like they're like pantsing this kid in the background and slapping him around. Some guys bringing his boots. My burger don't trust uh, yeah. up. No, it's a hundred percent fake. A hundred percent fake. Fucking dreadful. That's really bad. Yeah. Bullying. They junior. did two. I have the also, second. They're shitting on their own customers, which is yeah. always a bad idea. Yeah, and- but Burger King has a history of doing this. This undercover. Uh, yeah, the other customer fooling. The other one that they Some did is about uh, net neutrality. 
for some reason, they had this whole commercial uh, comparing something to do with burgers. I'm going to skip all this shit. It was? Got a number one? Whopper neutrality. Hey, how you doing? You know what's number, number 98? What's going on with it? Number 98, uh, you got the Whopper? Yeah. So you got the slow axis Whopper pass? Wait, what? It's on, it's on it's the actually, menu right there at the fastest I like medium. this one. This is comparing slow net neutrality MBPS, to the, the wine. Or but actually, the truth about net neutrality is it's the exact opposite of that. That's what's hilarious. What do you mean? Hey, let's not get into a net neutrality. You have a talk. you have a crazy but, uh, you have a crazy no, no, net neutrality no, no. thing. You have a Trumpian right, net not, neutrality. Let's not get into net the thing neutrality. that I don't. But like, anyway, this is stupid. It's a perfect example of trying to hijack a popular well, cause. That, and, you know, and also like getting involved, like doing this advocacy for something that will not have any effect on you whatsoever. Like if it was about factory farming or something else, like I'd be a little more interested in Burger King standing up for a principle. But net neutrality has nothing to do with their business, so it doesn't fucking matter to them. That's what's so. I just found this one kind of funny i mean it, it just like tapped into like uh i don't know how long this turnaround was if they just came up with it pretty quick but it was there's just something inherently funny about taking something like net neutrality and like applying it to burgers again absolutely right nothing to do yeah. with, with the with burger the, i think it was just a, it was a, a social one. it was just a social thing and this, this is a good example and all right left. let's move on to some next numbers on the list all right um what is what is uh to be talked about. Oh, well, you know what we got to talk about? We got to talk about Kaepernick. Oh. We got to talk about Nike Kaepernick. No, Nike that's Kaepernick. number three on my list. I didn't rank mine. Yeah, neither did I. So, Nike Kaepernick. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to pull up, like, what the billboard said? Was It was, it was a whole campaign built around Colin Kaepernick. After, so... Uh, it was not... A campaign built about around Colin Kaepernick. It wasn't. What was it? Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing, sacrificing everything. everything. Right. Okay. So that's a big shot of <clears throat> Kaepernick's face. Just do it underneath with the swoop. Right. So this. Why do you say it wasn't built around Colin Kaepernick? Because if you listen to anything that they're saying, and like the even if like the full like I don't know minute and a half, two minute TV spot. It sticks 100% to everything Nike. It's let's do it across the board. I even think that this stuff was written before Kaepernick was even like decided to be a spokesperson or they, or they decided to bring him in. He just got the headlines because he's so controversial and they put him in the spot. But if you look at it, if you listen to this spot, it's really just... Do you have the spot at all? I can pull it up. Yeah. If you listen to the voiceover of the spot, it's just really talking about overcoming adversity and like chasing your dreams. And like, it's just run of the mill Nike stuff. Like if you have no legs and you're a wrestler, try to wrestle. Like, you know, if you're from Compton and you don't think you can play tennis, play tennis, like a certain thing. It's not like groundbreaking stuff, but it's Nike stuff. And then they put him in and all shit broke loose. Is this the right commercial? Yeah. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, God, no legs wrestling. Now he's wrestling. Good. Stay that way. The Kaepernick's narrating, right? Yeah, he's just narrating. And then you because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. He's got a weird accent. It's a compliment. Girl in a wheelchair, kid running, or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself Pee-wee wearing football. OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle. Isn't for it Baines Johnson? 
or linebacker. Do both. Oh, yeah. Girl playing football. And she was a homecoming queen. Oh. After beating a brain tumor. So okay, okay, all right, all right. But again, what does Kaepernick have to do with this? So it's talking about overcoming impossible odds to achieve something. How is Colin Kaepernick doing that? Well, he—they basically just tapped into like a conversation. Yeah, they right just now. put yeah. him on the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, this got the, all the headlines. This got all the attention. And then it means the about talks. just do it, even if it means sacrificing anything. What exactly did Colin Kaepernick? What, what did he accomplish or do? Well, some would say he sacrificed his career for his beliefs. Okay. Isn't it funny, though? <laughs> just rabbit <laughs> hole. Colin Kaepernick. We have one of our, like, third episodes uh, is about this. Colin Kaepernick's uh, political awakening somehow managed to coincide exactly with benched. him being benched. <laughs> he waited until after he shat the bed in the Super Bowl, I believe, until... He decided to then, after he was benched and his career was basically over, decided to sacrifice it all for political consciousness. Could it be that the resentment and hatred that he suddenly felt for uh, being oppressed was related to his personal failure? Is that... Could that be? Wait, 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 wait. Was it, was it the Let's, fact that he was dying in the go. limelight? See, this, this is what we've done, is that we've gone off into Kaepernick land but we should talk about the ad. Okay, let's talk about the because ad. But the ad is related to it because Nike is trying is. to say, Nike, as you have always said, is about achievement, right? Just do it. Just achieve the things. Just do the thing that you've always wanted to do, right? And why Kaepernick is so totally contrary to both this campaign and their entire fucking shit is that he hijacked the limelight after failing to do the thing that he was trying to do and instead decided to have this, you know, cultural awakening after he had not succeeded. If they wanted to, you know, have him be their spokesperson, if they wanted Muhammad Ali when at the peak of his fame decided to go against the entire mainstream and go to jail for draft dodging, then that's even if it means sacrificing everything. Don't say it's sacrificing everything after you've been benched. That is like, so obviously fucking bullshit. Yeah, but, you know, he didn't write these words. And, like, I think the Kaepernick thing... like I'm just saying on Nike's part, it's bullshit. And I, then, of course, immediately Nike says, oh, well, but we made a bunch of money after this, which is also bullshit. But, <laughs> you know, anyway. I don't know. I, I, I think that, like, first of all, Kaepernick would have gone away if it wasn't for Trump. Like, this whole, like, whole, like, who hullabaloo over like the national anthem would have gone away if it wasn't for trump coming and starting to tweet and then everyone was like oh okay now we're definitely gonna fucking kneel so like the, the whole thing would have fizzled out but then it became like us versus them sort of thing not, again not, i i don't have any it, it, I, i'm not making any commentary on the critiques kaepernick is making i'm not i'm only, i'm making commentary on him and then nike deciding to use him but Nike's message is still it's just an overall aspirational Nike message. And like But it's not aspirational because he is just he, a there's no aspiration. They just tapped into like a, a topic of conversation that was going on in the sports world right now. They're related to sports. And he was somebody that was just kind of out there, like in the middle of it all, and he just put words to a bigger message, which was a Nike message, which was just do it no matter what it is, no matter like if you fucking lose your job, if you have no legs, if you, you know. But there was no it. 
He didn't do it. Nothing happened. All he did was already lose the job he had already lost. No matter what you're going for, believe in it, man. Okay, yeah. that's not no, <laughs> but, but that's that, not that, Nike. That, Nike is just do it. This is the issue: is that you're so tied up emotionally in your problems with Kaepernick that it's affecting your ability to like look well, okay, at, at But this, whatever. This is an ad, ad that should is definitely on the table for discussion. Sure. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. But you, you keep not talking about the ad. It keeps like creeping to no, what, what or not. Because here's, regardless of what you feel, how you feel Kaepernick like behaved or at what point he decided to do any of this, like there's still, he still has accomplished something in, in doing it, right? Like there, it can't be argued that it's not like it was a, completely ignored and was this dumb thing that he was doing. It was a thing that has continued to spark a lot of conversation and discussion. The guy about. was never going to start. Again, 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 you keep talking about that. That's not what I'm, I'm just asking. Saying, you're, you keep, you're saying no, no, I'm saying sacrificing. I'm not uh, to achieve something. I'm saying ignoring th- whether the the issue whether or not that that is the correct answer or not. I don't know if enough about football, so I'm not really an expert on this, but the achievement he had in getting this conversation started and being a kind of a focal point around it, around kneeling during the anthem and the reasons for it and back, um, don't you think there was some significant success there? Uh, I'm not saying that there was. I'm saying maybe there is some level of achievement in some sense, sure, but there's no sacrifice. That's what I'm saying. If they're pretending, Nike is pretending that he sacrificed something, but he actually didn't. Okay, so one real quick thing: why I I think he's just the spokesperson here. I think they like the message is an inherently Nike message, and they just tapped into someone that was a super lightning rod that was an athlete, and he was delivering the message. The thing about this one, though, that's different than some of the others, though, is it's not really preaching. It's it's like. The Gillette one, for instance, was preaching against men. Men are okay, bad. Okay, let's talk about that one. Let's okay, move to yeah, Gillette. Okay. Because clearly we have disagreement on, on Kaepernick. So let's... Uh, I mean, I think it's an example of it, but... It's, it's, it's not great. It's not Not a, not a terrible one, according it's, to you guys. Yeah. All right, fair enough. There's also a Gillette trans commercial, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know about that one. It just says Gillette trans commercial. Okay. Um. Gillette comes out with a new transgender oh, shirt. Here we go. Four days ago. See, they know how to just keep hitting. <laughs> they keep hitting the the the. Uh, what do you want to watch? The toxic masculine. Well, yeah. Let's watch the original one. But now they've released a trans one, so that they get more press. Um, the, the problem is, it's all like news. Oh, here we go. Against sexual man can get. Instead of excuses, we need to make a seen this ad, right? Men need to hold other men accountable. Yeah, okay? it's dads breaking up bullying. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Men, of uh, men mansplaining and board meetings. Yeah, men um, are just bad. We're just bad people. We need to change our Oh, it's just a, that was a 30-minute. That was a 30 a Yeah, we don't need to watch the full okay. one. But, uh, yes, this was a campaign that pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, again, because, like, these are razors. These are a commodity. <laughs> I don't know what this has to do with razors. But I, they, they just latched onto the wrong thing here. There's, uh, there's a big Me Too conversation going on at the time. Uh, someone coined the term toxic masculinity, and they just, like, kind of ran with it. Um, 
and yes, it's emas- it's it, it just it's going through this whole movement of kind of emasculating men. Right. You know, like originally it was just like Gillette is like, you know, the best a man can get. It's like men going into outer space, men playing sports, men like, you know, kissing the girl, men like just being macho manly men. And again, remember Dollar Shave Club was their 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 profit share dropped from like 90 or 70% to like 50. So let's get in the conversation. What can we attach ourselves to? And this is it. And it's ham-fisted and, and weird and everyone, uh, most people hated it. I miss the old uh, CG they used to use in razor ads where they like show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. They show too. like Those was good. the yeah. hair coming out. Yeah. It always disturbed me as a kid because they look like these little brown cylinders, and yeah. I was like, "Is that what's going to be coming out of my face <laughs> when I get older?" So, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I think it's like. I don't really need to be lectured about this by a fucking corporation. I think especially is my a razor problem. corporation. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the insulting thing is you kind of want to look into like where Gillette is spending its other money, like you know where do its profits go, etc. Before I hear any finger wagging about how I'm supposed to treat my future son. Yeah. Um, I think it's annoying in that respect. As advertising, I mean, you know, it got people extremely riled up which i think was the purpose i think they walked into it, it. was patronizing it was preachy it, it was, was finger pointing it was finger pointing and it and honestly if you look at the the 90 second spot it it's just it, it, it looks it looks like an snl sketch you're yeah. just waiting for <laughs> like chris farrell to yeah. Jump. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's just bad and and, and you know what so like it, it became the one of the most disliked videos on youtube well the issue i take with it is 84000 dislikes some some idiot decided that toxic masculinity means two young like 8 year old boys wrestling yeah that's bad like that's not bad yeah like well it was eight year old boys are supposed to fucking wrestle it's, like it's there's nothing wrong it's with it's very don't try and say like oh those boys are wrestling stop them and yeah. make them fucking like sit and talk to each but other it's like, also no, that's good it's, you need boys it, to wrestle. it also uses like surrealist imagery but also realistic imagery and it mixes them so just yeah, tonally it's very, it's very fucked yeah, up there's like, the word, like a line of men with grills because yeah. fucking men and their grills yeah it's <laughs> Like yeah. what? Saying, <laughs> saying boys will be boys, yeah. boys will be boys, and the, 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 it, it goes. Yeah, uh, this is like yeah, it's like art film stuff right. here, and then it's like some dumbass. Again, I think a, a big part of what's happening here, the reason for this, these um, the dominance of these ads is that they should have they should have had a clip of a dad helping his son shave his legs no there's so many guilty that would have been better there's so many guilty marketing departments and agencies out there where the creative directors are all guys and they're guilty as fuck about it because everybody that works for them is women and they're sort of been taught to hate themselves so a woman comes along and has an idea for this and the guys are all terrified of saying no Right, I like how you always extrapolate these elaborate. Well, I'm scenarios. just saying it's like so. So in, th- in the room, these ideas aren't killed because they're like, uh, yeah, uh, you're right. I, I, th- this Dude. is bad. We, I, I shouldn't be. So they never get killed, and then these horrible, warped, evil, fucking videos or, or, come out. Or can it be some guys just like, well, uh, we're down against Dollar Shave Club, so. Let's make something that is a hot topic right now and get a bunch of people talking about it. Being being in, you know how feminized these places are getting. They're feminized, but this is like feminized. They're 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 grasping at straws. Like like they want they want to be affiliated with a purpose. There's no one who has the balls to say no. There's no one who has the balls to say no because inside, 
saying no to something like this is like it's terrifying to do it because you're going to think, oh, he's going to get outed as a problem man like he didn't accept the anti-man ad so i mean he's you guys a bad he's a bad man you guys work in advertising so yeah, you can tell no, me totally. if this isn't well no it's like anything thing. else like working in hollywood or whatever if you go against the popular opinion then you are therefore the, marked you're marked as yeah, the racist as, or as the, the racist or, right, or the, the misogynist, or the misogynist. Yeah. So, so this is like very in vogue and yeah and uh, what they're going for, because again, they wanted to insert themselves into the. Com- it's also combo. it's just p- pure identitarianism. It's men are bad because they're on the you know oppressive side, and women are not bad, and that's how it is. And see, we we this, need to make force that to change. See, this was preachy and patronizing. Kaepernick one was not preachy. It was aspirational. It just had like a uh, lightning rod. Uh, like spokesperson. Yeah. Sure. I, this is much worse done than Kaepernick. No, but the, for a lot of reasons. For many reasons, not least of which well, this line of surrealist and, men, as and, you said, <laughs> with grills. And again, <laughs> fucking I mean, men in their grills. Is there anything more othering than this? Just like <laughs> men just sitting around with their grills. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've grilled something? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. twice. Yeah, right. But you're a man, yeah. so you must just be grilling and wrestling. Love, love grilling. Yeah. Love grilling and raping. Right. It's my yeah. two favorite <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even message aside, let's put aside the message, let's put aside the tonal problems. It's just annoying for a company to be doing this kind of like yeah. social it's, lecturing. It's so I don't want to hear silly. from a corporation about how I behave ever. Oh, yeah. I, got I, a, yeah. I, I had this, we were doing self-evaluations at work. And they had these two like objectives you're supposed to reach. And one was like, display the utmost confidence in your abilities. And I told my boss, I was like, this isn't something I want a corporation's opinion on. Yeah. Like you don't get to tell me how self-confident I'm being. It's right. none of your business. Yeah. But the weird well, thing is, is that the, the, the weird thing is, is that like all their research and data is telling them that this is what they're supposed to do. Right. Because yeah. people want causes. With well, their- yeah, p- people want purpose. Gen Z wants purpose with their advertising. The other reason, though, uh, that people say is that it's because progressives have all the money now. That's the two ads that you shared is that progressive people now totally dictate the uh, economy because they're the ones in the cities and the rural people just have no money to spend. I don't know how true that is, but there was a couple articles you shared that had that point. Uh, I mean, th- those are just interesting articles from like just transitioning from like the 80s and all that stuff. Like... Basically, all of the money and like all of these headquarters and agencies and stuff are on the coast, and uh, all the bar- buying power and wealth is on the coast. While the the middle yeah. of America is like dying, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and their so purchase exactly. power, their purchase power is nothing. dropping. So right, we don't need. To so their voices that. don't really matter as much. Is what this article is trying to say as as to why some of this is happening. I don't know how true or not, but it was just an interesting. So this is, I would actually argue, not necessarily even woke, but it is an example. Say, economist add, uh, never. Say never. Yeah, never, never stop questioning. I liked how one person was like, can we have the fucking stop having never lines? Everything is never blank, never blank. Where did that come from? So we have uh, a black woman and her child. Always had questions. And now a dead bird. Should I stay in school or get out in the world? Get out in the world. I've never grown out of looking for answers. She's looking Does out a window. Does technology create jobs? On a bus. Or take them away? Or take them away? Shouldn't we all ask why the world is the way it is? Now. Oh. Any questions? Plot twist. She's a teacher. She's a teacher. 
just teaching. So what's sad about this is that uh, when you're a copywriter like we are over here, one of the great ads ever is the Economist Economist headlines. Headlines, and they're they're legendary for being just so clever and so good. Yeah. And what's just really we need some examples of Economist headlines. I'm trying. Well, like the. Uh, would you like to sit next to you next to dinner? Yeah, at or, dinner. Or, or at dinner. Uh, the other one was uh, a lot of it was with wordplay, but I think the well, uh, you, great minds like a think. You know, uh, you know. Um, what was the other one? I can't find the article, like the list right now. Um, anyway, the thing about Economist headlines was like they stopped and they made you kind of ponder for a second because they were clever, just like the the magazine and the brand and the point of view yeah. of the Economist was. And so, um, yeah, because fences make uncomfortable seats. They're they're very very highbrow and clever, mm -hmm. right? And what's just sad about but it reflected this, the content and the brand, right? It reflected the very high end brand of like intellectual elitism, basically. Well, and they were owning intellectual elitism. They were saying we are intellectual elites, and this is like only intellectual elites will understand these great lines. And so, but you can too, right? We're right. inviting you in. We're inviting you in. But whereas now this is just like nonsense it's just now never stop questioning vague it's very vague it's just like it what really does this mean tell me anything it's just about garbage well, and it's like it's sad because it's good good is work is being replaced by just like oh let's hijack the uh woke trend you know well i, th I think what what that is doing now is just again with all this data-driven stuff they're trying to open the gates they're trying to pick up this latent millennial uh, number of people that they think that exists by keeping things less like open and less clever and less telling about like what it's about. So like, how can we just pander to them and go to the lowest common denominator and maybe some of them will pick it up and we'll get more subscribers. Yeah, here's yeah. a sympathetic character. Right. A, yeah, you can be like this it's a woman. black woman who's a teacher. Right. And they've destroyed their brand because now their brand is nothing besides what every other brand is, which is we like woke progressivism. Let me just say, I, I want to be very clear here that I'm not sitting here and saying that any of the ideologies here are wrong outside of... Um, we shouldn't be hurting right. people. I, I'm not saying like, I, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to say that like people who are liberal are wrong. I don't agree with that at all. I, I am liberal in a lot of ways. What I am saying is brands hijacking this shit is wrong. Yeah. You know, I just want to be clear about that. It's just like yeah, brands the, don't care that they really don't. Yeah. Well, that's the discussion because this month is pride month. Yeah. And the big thing that always happens is people mock the way that there's all these like giant corporations advertising at, at pride yeah, like they constant. actually give a fuck about yeah. gay rights the wells fargo rainbow card yes exactly <laughs> like that's it's you you are such a fucking idiot yeah if you think wells fargo cares about your cause somebody they don't somebody on twitter was like can't wait for the lockheed martin like gay pride parade no, yeah 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 remember the, the, the israeli susan g Komen pink like Assault plane. <laughs> it's like an Israeli assault plane sponsored. I, I want to show a little little piece of advocacy a advertising that I think is very effective. May I? I okay. think I think that you guys will like this one a lot. Uh, this is a family eating at a restaurant, and the waitress pours coffee and spills a little bit of it. She spilled my coffee. The guy's pissed. I'm sorry, sir. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's pouring coffee all over her. She's screaming in pain. How do you like that? You wouldn't get away with it here. 
you shouldn't get away with it at all. Now, <laughs> that ad is... I like it. Uh, um, I originally saw that ad. It's about uh, domestic violence. It's a domestic violence ad, obviously, and at the end there's a card that says for hell call, blah, blah, blah. But originally I saw it. Somebody had edited out that final part and replaced it with like a Folgers thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the best part of waking up. <laughs> That's like a Sessanow skit. Yeah. All right. Any other? I want to end with a funny one, but any others you want to talk about? Um, I mean, all I'm going to say is it just comes out. It doesn't matter what your cause is. Just make sure that it's inherent with your values of your actual brand and your actual right. doing. Yeah. And, the worst ones are when it's totally a non sequitur to your yeah. brand. That's yeah. true. People can detect insincerity and fraud very easily in, yeah. in advertising sometimes, especially right. if you're that far from your mission. Right. Or whatever it is that you're putting out. People right. are just like, this doesn't have anything to do just with what you do. Just stop hijacking progressive causes. Just stop. It's Why? Why yeah. do this all the time? For the money. It's just annoying. Um, what, Google uh, Sonnet Insurance Transgender. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so let's the, watch this. <laughs> the headline is over. This is on Ad Age. Ad Age. There's a surprise ending to this ad about an optimistic Mystic bride. bride on her her oh, day. boy. I think I know what the surprise <laughs> is. So keep in mind. Is it like the crying game? There's oh, a woman on, in the rain. rain. Is this the best you can do? This is all you've got? And... It's a woman standing in a it's wedding a woman dress. Standing there, but it's, stuff you can't, just stuff. It, it's like you. It, they don't show you the full woman. Yeah. So it's like just looks like the parts of a bride. But my ability to go through life, and no matter the circumstances. It turns out the woman is the person asking, talking. What's the best that can happen? That's the most valuable asset I'll ever own. But she's lip syncing. And you can't break that. That wasn't her not actually now. talking. Not after we've come this far. She's a river, she's a mystic, she's a solar flare. She is everywhere. Protect your optimism. She is everywhere. Oh not just your things. Sonnet, home, and auto insurance. It's just uh. the most cringeworthy thing ever because it's a it's a commercial about like raining on your wedding day. Yeah. But they've made the bride transgender. Yeah. But where's the husband? For no reason. And there's no husband in it. And it's for insurance. So it's just so confusing because it's like this big reveal of the bride actually being a man because it's a transgender woman, whatever. A, but there's no reveal. A transgender. Whatever. It's the big reveal because they, they, they hide the bride. I'm a man. I like men. They hide the bride until the end, and then they reveal the bride to be transgender, and you're just like, whoa, but, but, what? By, and then it's, by a, using, it's about rain. By using the voice, the, the, I mean, just from a structural issue of, you have a limited amount of time for like people to understand what's happening in your thing, That's and so you have this voice that doesn't match the body, so you, you're like, that's not the voice of yeah. the person who's being rained on, and then the rain is happening, and then it... <laughs> Then it turns out the voice is, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then you, the entire message that she, that she's trying to say at the end is lost. Yeah, because you've just had a total 180 where you're supposed to like just think, "Oh, it's totally, you know, it's just a transgender person getting married," and yeah. it's just a fucking disaster. Yeah, and it's just for, trying to tack it on. It's for auto and home insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the house was on fire, 
maybe that would be. Yeah. Are they saying they're going to insure your rained on wedding? Because yeah. I, I don't think they are. I don't think they cover that. I think you called your insurance <laughs> oh, company. No, 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 we don't cover that. Sorry. Yeah. We also don't cover your transgender surgery, by the way. So yeah. don't think that any of this is real. Yeah, we're just. Yeah. a weird one. Um, I've got one last one to end on. Okay, let's and, end on uh, yours. This is a, a very long episode. Yeah, that's fine. Um, There's plenty to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Grim Reaper. This is from the 80s. This is, the Grim Reaper is standing in front of a group of people who are getting like dropped onto the ground. First, only gays and IV drug users were being killed by AIDS. But now we know every one of us could be devastated by it. <laughs> Oh, the Grim Reaper bowls down the, the people. Is, the Grim Reaper is bowling. men, women, and children now carry the AIDS virus. That in three years, nearly 2,000 of us will be dead. He's bowling the people. Uh-oh. Now. But the mom and her baby stayed alive. Oh, no. He's bo- oh. oh, did her head fly off? No, it was the baby. Was baby oh, the baby in flew in the air. But AIDS wow. can be stopped and you can help stop it. AIDS can be stopped. If you have, sex, have just one safe partner or always use... Oh, it's a bunch of Grim Reapers bowling always. at a bowling alley. AIDS. Wow. Prevention is the only cure we've got. That is... I, I liked that one. That was entertaining. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, back when they did it the right way. Yeah. When they just put this shocking thing yeah. with AIDS and death. <laughs> You're yeah. at home. Your little kid at home AIDS. watching TV and that commercial like, oh comes up. Oh, my God. I like how the baby flew in the air. Oh, good. That was really funny. Glad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Any last words here? No, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of wokeness uh, out there and more to come and a lot of humor, I think, that we'll be seeing from now on. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of good stuff, hopefully, but mostly shit. Nice. Yeah, somebody try to find that different cut of the uh, woman getting beaten up in the restaurant with, with the actual coffee yeah. logo at the end. I think I'll make a medium listicle of the top 10 worst woke. So Perfect. Keep an eye out for that. Okay, bye. 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 Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah. Leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah. That's, send them to the email or post them on the button. forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. And you can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Phones are running. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, 
uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac.